are now rolling. It's Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Again, really appreciated uh, the sharing and uh, all the all the interaction on Facebook. It's really nice to be so engaged by the community, and uh, I hope we can get each and every one of you onto the podcast soon. Trust me, if you're a part of this community, we want to have you on at some point. Uh, so please don't feel ignored, um, but we, we're going to do our best to get to everybody and uh, do it in as timely as, a fashion as possible. So uh, if you've got something cool or fun to promote or you want to talk about or an experience that you've had um, that's timely, we're going to get that on uh, a little bit more in, in a bit of a higher priority than some of the other stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if, uh, if you've just got a great story that happened a while ago that we should talk about and make sure we get on the podcast, that's important too. So we got to fit everybody in and we are going to make it happen. Uh, but just please be patient because we, uh, we do want to get you on, I promise. All right, uh, let's move right into the news. Uh, the big news, of course, is the new NDP government has announced their budget, and within it, $11 million uh, increase for the Alberta Media Fund, which is really exciting and uh, means a lot, I think, to our industry, especially as the uh, as the studio gets going here in the next year. Um, it's going to be another great boost, and certainly uh, another piece of the of the puzzle when it comes to uh outside uh organizations wanting to shoot here in in alberta and uh hopefully it means a lot more independent production here homegrown as well uh speaking of which uh the alberta foundation for the arts also received a bump in funding um the Alberta Foundation for the Arts will see $5 million and $10 million in new funding for 2016-17 and 2017-18 fiscal years, respectively. So uh, that means uh, that that's a bunch more cash for Alberta filmmakers, and it means a lot more uh, fun, cool projects um, and a lot more opportunities for our community. So I just want to say thanks uh, to the uh, new government for recognizing the importance of the arts and uh, certainly making a, a clear statement that they're going to be supportive of uh, our community and many others in the arts world. So uh, one more thing I wanted to note, it is the day after Halloween here, uh, and uh, 75 people made it through the Calgary Underground Film Festival's Monster Movie Marathon last night. Uh, seven films that took over 24, uh, sorry, that took over 12 hours to screen, and uh, bravo, slow clap. For the people who made it through, uh, well done, and I'm sure that was a blast. Um, all right, let's jump right into the interview. We got uh, Nick Haywood and Braden Brickner. Uh, they're both SAIT grads, and they have a project in StoryHive right now called Wolf Hands. We we shared their uh, their little StoryHive session episode a few days ago, uh, but this is a longer conversation with the two of them. Um, Nick is a filmmaker and uh, has kind of been specializing in, in doing some AD work and has a great background in a bunch of uh, short films, including A Man at Sea, which I believe you can get right now. And uh, Braden is also a SAIT grad. They didn't go uh, to SAIT at the same time, but uh, but Braden did uh, win the Ampia Award for uh, Best Student Film for, for his film Prisoner 7. So uh, really cool, interesting conversation with these two guys. Uh, and I hope you enjoy. I am Braden Brickner, 
Director of Wolf Hands. Okay. And I'm Nick Haywood, producer and actor within Wolf Hands. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess this is the first time we've ever had like a, a, a pair on. Um, and my Boy. phone, of course, is just going to go crazy. Let's go to airplane mode. Um, People are excited. That's right. They're here. Uh, so so I guess let's start with how, how did you two end up working together? How did, you, how did this partnership form? I think it was we had this little film group with like, do you know Jesse Collin? No. Actor? No. Oh, name rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, he was in his state film, Prisoner 7. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen Prisoner 7. Yeah, was so I was a producer on That's that. That's where I know you from. I, I went to the state screening that your year. Oh, then. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that was a... That was an interesting screening that year. Nice. You took home the Ampia, so I mean, that's pretty That's cool. right, yeah. Yeah, well, specifically the screening, it was used as a rap party for Burlesque Assassins. So it was like that whole crew invaded oh. our like, <laughs> year-end screening after party wow. at the Uptown or the Marquee Room. Yeah, yeah. So it was everyone from Burlesque Assassins and then all these Sate chums right and uh yeah no that was a that was a that was a good screening it was fun nice. but yeah no jesse collin yeah it was really various progress like yeah. they had prisoner seven yeah and we also used him on our 10 minute drama because we both went to state in different years mm-hmm. and then just through yes through being just friendly with each other jesse invited us to this thing he had it was like a film collective for actors and directors to workshop scenes called film acting fight club mm-hmm. which had a lasted a spell or two it wasn't that long but I just ended up seeing him a lot there, and it was just mostly it was me, him, and our fr- actor friend Shane McLean just riffing and just having a gas, and nothing really got done apart from just the fun riffing of it all. Right. Yeah. And that kind of dissipated, and I think you. Where do we go from here? Uh, That's how I met cut, you. Oh, oh no! I asked you to do to AD Dan McGrew. Right. That's it. And then you disappeared for a year. <laughs> in where'd you go? Things. Uh, into a snow globe bubble relationship that didn't end up going ah, too well. Ah, that's and kinda, I got out of film for a bit, which was too bad. Huh. And I remember I, I, I remember asking Jesse, I'm like, what's Nick doing? <laughs> we, we should hang out with Nick more. And Jesse's like, yeah, I don't know what's, what's going on with him. Uh, but no, I asked Nick last October or last September mm-hmm. if, uh, if he wanted to do a Story Hive project. That didn't end up happening. We didn't get the funding, but mm-hmm. we wanted to do a thing called Swagger. So I asked him, and he just kind of was in the right, I don't know, mode for doing something. He was wanting to get back into it. Yeah. And we both kind of had the same comedic sensibilities, so we could actually write with each other. And that was mm-hmm. a big thing for me because I hate co-writing. Right. I can't do it. Right. I don't know if it's an ego thing. Or it's yeah, just yeah. like I just can't expose that yeah much, no it takes a lot it yeah. has patience yeah. yeah yeah and it worked really well and i guess apart from not winning the story i thing, that's fine whatever no sour grapes that's what we're here again right right yeah but um yeah this went from there and then it then we did uh i tried for a movie called babyface cinecoop whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. i want to get to that we're getting a few, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. okay all right, all right. but so so clarify where did the meetup happen what was the first project together it would be swagger i think yeah, okay. oh, no. formally. Was Swagger no, before no, Dan, Dan McGrew? McGrew. Oh, yeah, Dan McGrew. McGrew. Okay. Dan McGrew. Dan McGrew. So, but what made you go to Sate? Oh, that's a whole different I, I'm not going to go back as far as, as Spencer's weightlifting okay. mom. But, uh, but how was your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where where are you from originally? Calgary? Uh, born in Calgary. Okay. Grew up in Whitehorse. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. It was grade 12. I was in that graduating year where 
guidance counselors are coming by and I was into making movies in media class and all that stuff. Right. And uh, I think a Saint Saint representative came oh, up really? to our school wow. with a bunch of other kind of art colleges like mm. Art Institute, Vancouver Film School and uh, kind of talked us through a bunch of the the creative programs that Sate had and I think I talked to my guidance counselor and I was like yeah I'll apply to Sate I guess right and uh my parents have both gone to Sate oh my really grandfather went to Sate <laughs> oh, like wow, it was, cool. it's a weird cyst, wow. I nice. guess weird thing and huh. uh no I flew down for the March selection process this would have been March 2009 yeah Watchmen was coming out. Ah, so. uh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so I flew down for that, me and my dad, and went through that whole thing, and I got in. Nice. I don't know. So, yeah. All right. And then I guess, yeah, you came in a year after me. Yeah. It yeah. was... Um, oh, okay. So you guys you guys kind of knew each other then? I knew of Braden. Okay. I never yeah. met... I didn't meet and him I knew until... of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of crossover between the years. No. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I think... We were a little more intimidated because we were first years and they were editing. So right. I think we were just all kind of in our own sheepish world. We created our own little bubble. Right. And you get really, like, you know, from being at State, like, the class you're in is like, you're just so tight that you don't mm-hmm. want to believe. And you, and you look, the second years look down. <laughs> the second course, years look down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we kind of yeah. got that air of, not pretension, but a bit of just Oh, like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Our, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was like our shit doesn't stink. And it was yeah. obviously. And then you get to feel that when you get in. Oh, it was, second it was so course. powerful. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I totally understand why you did that. Right, right. But anyway, no, um, my story's a little different. I was kind of just that kid. Um, like you hear that all these filmmakers make movies and they're kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just I had a camcorder when I was like like a teenager. My dad's VHS camcorder. I made like fake movie trailers and stuff. I even did like my first thing was a book report on Live and Let Die, where I dressed up as Bond and I put a toilet paper roll in front of the lens and did the whole gun barrel. <laughs> nice. And just, the book report was a piece of crap. It, it was just me in a brown suit jumping around right. my house like with a gun. <laughs> nice. With a bad British accent, but that was the first thing. And then. I did a 24-hour film race when I was 19. Okay. And that was uh, kind of the first thing we got in, having an audience, and just you get that feeling when they're laughing at the jokes, you like the, you, you actually hit it. Yeah. And that was just kind of like the drug started there, and then <laughs> just made a couple of stupid little shorts with my friends. Didn't really go anywhere. Just This is before YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, fine. Actually, we were old enough to be that yeah, before yeah. YouTube. <laughs> so I didn't, mm-hmm. if only it was a year later, I could have made huge. But, right, uh, yeah. If only. We yeah, all would have been famous been, YouTubers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, yeah, I applied for SAPE because it was it was cheap, it was local, and I got into VFS, but it was like when I started talking to the people there, it's like, oh, yeah, so it's 35 grand to, to for tuition and 15 grand to live here for a year. I'm like, oh, oh good God, no. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. So I just said, you know, the SAPE, it's nice, it's local, I can still hang with mm-hmm. my friends, mm-hmm. and I didn't get in. I got waitlisted. Oh, wow, okay. Twice. Oh, wow. It was a nightmare. And uh, so I was like, open studies, Mount Royal, just like going to get something to make it fit. And then the week before, state starts. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to school. I'm just getting my wisdom teeth taken out. I need that have that done. Right. I'm on I'm on all this morphine and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I get a call from a guy like, hello, this is Tony. Would you like to come to state? And, and it's like, <laughs> like four days before you start. And I'm like, okay, huh? <laughs> yes, I want to come to state. And then, so I got in. I dropped all my money out of the Mount Royal. Came back into state. I missed orientation. Oh wow! Because I was gooned on in surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got there and I was just antisocial for like a week, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. doped up. Right, and in I pain. Was, and, yeah, everybody thought yeah. I was a weirdo, but right. 
that's kind of where that happened and then we so all I, noticed that i mean that's yeah. a good that's a good uh, point though for our previous discussion with with dane who got in on his first try luckily oh, enough a lot of people him. don't right yeah well done dane. <laughs> yeah but i mean it's i think it's important to note that it's good to be persistent about it right it can mm. take well you have some to time. Yeah. It's, i mean it's not even necessarily like like a talent thing or something because no offense but there were certain people I won't name that in the class when I was there, I'm like, how the hell did you get in? Sure. Yeah. It's like the whole, like, oh, my parents want me to go to school and I picked this. Yeah. Which in first year, like I, I got humble, but then I was like, how dare you? <laughs> right. I fought to get here. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's true. You just, there's so many submissions and they just only have enough. To yeah. I mean, it's, you can only gauge so much, but yeah. before you, you, you let people in. Um, but uh, so then you guys started uh, this, uh, what was it called? The first one? uh swagger or dan no, mcgrew dan mcgrew yeah yeah no i uh that was kind of my pet project since second year at sate mm -hmm. cool i was trying to get made i'm a big robert service fan so um being from the yukon and everything right right uh so did you take producer director or i did okay yeah. cool yeah, yeah. Um, we both did yeah. nice so yeah. i was a producer of prisoner seven and then uh, daryl buddy daryl was the uh Daryl Jordan was the director, cool. so cool. writer director, right and uh, so I had this thing written about the poem. I had some people interested in helping me make it, and then um, kind of after Sade, I get going on like uh, a Jason One Lim project. I get hired on that, and as the whole time, I'm like, I need a film before Dan McGrew mm -hmm. to show people I can make Dan McGrew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So me and Daryl went out and made. There are strange things done in the midnight sun, agonizingly long title. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and uh, so I like it, it was it was set in the same period, Western. There's killing and guns and stuff. Wow! And uh, that's a big first film. That's a big. It, it, it felt like it. Yeah. It's so, got sand. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's got grit. Yeah. 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 Um, so that happened. That was fun. And then. Uh, I applied to an AFA grant, I think, what was that, two years later, a year and a half later? In 2012, I heard about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 2012, so yeah. it was the next year, and I got it, which blew my mind, <laughs> and uh, so then it took a whole nother year until we shot it, and then, yeah, so that's why I brought on Nick to be the AD, uh, because I knew him through FAFC. And at this point, I had and a couple stuff. AD credits with like right. Kurt Harder, like that yeah, right, music right. videos and stuff. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then that's kind of where it started. And there's kind of like a there's a bunch of us that all kind of just circulate and share stuff and want to work together. Yeah, and great. Yeah, how yeah. it usually happens when you right. come out of like the SAIT pods that mm -hmm. kind of exist, well, like right? You and Scott with Full mm -hmm. Swing, and then you have like, yeah. the North Country guys. We're all yeah. birds of a feather, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's just easier that way. It's just oh, for sure. Well, now. and you have to have a, a group of people that you can trust, yeah. firstly. And uh, yeah. and it, it always makes things easier when, when... I mean, that's exactly our... our Scott and I, we, you know, our, our idea was that we both wanted to direct. Mm. And we knew nobody would produce for us without some kind of feedback or give back. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that became full swing. But I, our first connection... Yes. Uh, ...was... Uh, I was I was running this little insurance uh, deal, which was uh, I probably shouldn't go into on this, but uh, the idea was that it would enable filmmakers to to get permits and and rent from whites. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so you had a film called I did. It's, it was called A Man at Sea. Yes. It went nowhere. What happened? But 
Oh, because just... you were shooting in BC for a little bit of it, weren't you? I know. I wanted to shoot because I had these like dream sequences that were on like a, a yacht, mm-hmm. and I was gonna be like, I want to go to Vancouver and do all this like just big ideas, like oh, it's gonna be beautiful, and it's like, wait, that's so expensive. So I went to Coal Lake instead. Oh, okay. I just drove out way cheaper. Yeah. Me, the main actor, and uh, my first AC Alexis mm-hmm. Moore, I had her like upgrade to second unit DP. Why not? <laughs> right. And so we all went down to Coal Lake because my producer Steven Sander, he just he knew how to get things done. Like he was great. He just could just move. Right. Right. He was like, oh yeah, I found a guy in Kijiji who has a yacht in Coal Lake. Let's do it. I'm like, all right, I'll be down there next week. <laughs> Sweet. So just like there for a, a night, shot in the morning, slept. Next morning shot and out of there. Nice, wow. But I couldn't have done it without you, I gotta say. I remember that. I, I totally forgot about that because that was maybe the most dicey insurance situation ever. Yeah. I had to deal, <laughs> because we never had to shoot or, or dealt with shooting on a boat before. And so the insurance company was like, well, are there stunts and what's going Like they really wanted to, but it, it all worked out. It I didn't fun. tell you, we totally flipped and capsized the yacht. <laughs> we killed two people. <laughs> yeah, the, the, owner, the owners are dead. Oh yeah. We didn't have to pay a dime. No. no. But You just got got out of there. Got yeah, in the car I and changed left. my but, Hey, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That was a lesson for both of us because I had never had to go the official route. So right, I was always right. just a DIY guy mm-hmm, and was, mm-hmm. get it done and then you can only get so far sometimes. With yeah. Uh, okay. So now the team is formed, mm-hmm. and we're we're past the story hive, the first story hive, uh, and we're going into Sinaku. So this is a, this is huge right now in, mm-hmm. in the Canadian film indie film scene, and, yeah. and you guys are going to be the first to touch on it on on our podcast. So oh, I, I want to know. I want to know the, well, the it's details. It's actually a very cyclical process because the reason why um, the project that I was going to write and direct. Uh, Babyface is mm-hmm. kind of a pastiche John Carpenter like yeah. throwback thriller. The only reason I wrote it is because his script for Wolf Hands I read, oh. and I was just like, you know what? After Man at Sea, which was like this very like artsy kitchen sink drama about a relationship, I was like, I want to do something genre, something fun, and see if I can just get away with it because I never tried before yeah, since yeah. I was like fourteen. So I just thought of Babyface, and it's just this vigilante and just going from there and I was kind of inspired by Wolf Hands and how cool. well I thought his script oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if the audience hasn't caught it yet we are going to lead to Wolf Hands we will be yeah, our current mm-hmm. story hive I'm project, leaving kernels right? in here for you <laughs> right, right, okay. um, so yeah then like we thought Swagger was fun mm-hmm. and then Sinaku was just like the next step right. it's way bigger as a national stage and this was the second time Sinaku had run and there weren't that many Alberta projects this time around in fact you were the only calgary project. we were the only calgary project yeah. that was kind of our our cachet for right. a well bit. yeah uh, we tried to make it our cachet was it the second there was a comedy coup though right yes you? yes so it was like you calgary wolf project. cop then i fr- i don't even know what i don't one know what second. one either yeah. oh a human and town then, from vancouver oh okay I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I think their idea is they cycle every year. Like the first season was the film, which was Wolf Cop, yeah, that huge, yeah. like a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they do a CBC uh, comedy pilot. They right. call it a special, but really it's a pilot because right. it's successful, obviously. They want more. For sure. Mm-hmm. So that was, I believe, Human Town won that last year. So what yeah. is it, before we get into yeah. your particular campaign, What is, tell in your words, what is Sinaku? What does it do for filmmakers? Sinaku is kind of like Story Hive on steroids. Right. It's a national mm-hmm. stage opposed to provincial. And opposed to, it's like crowdfunding, but opposed to asking for money, you're asking for votes. Right. The more votes you get, or the top votes, that movie gets made. Mm-hmm. And so there were these missions every week. Like the first thing was a natural, like a pitch video. We had like a one minute trailer, yeah. a little teaser. And then you share that, people like it, you comment on each other, you get you gain more votes that kind of way. You gotta really be social. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every week they gave us a new video mission to accomplish. Or like this week, show us some concept art. Show us a, a scene without dialogue. And every week we had to generate a full like shoot, edit, release, mm-hmm. like a brand new thing. And then over the course of like a bunch of weeks, they whittle you down. So like, okay, this is the first voting period. Now you're down at the top 60, which right. we made, which was great. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like now top 30. 
didn't make that right. oh well and then it just keeps going down until you get to the top five and the right. top five went to banff and actually got to pitch and and the top five no matter what got their scripts optioned and the the one winner gets the million dollars to make yeah. their feature right um, but I was in the room for that. that yeah, Banff. Really? <laughs> that Banff this one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so, surprise, surprise, there were two that won this year. Right? And they did that to us with the story hive for Swagger as well, because mm. they, they, under the impression that it was one big winner, right. and then we sadly didn't get win, win whatever. But then it was like, oh, surprise, two people won this two. one. Mm. It was. Yeah. So hopefully that will happen every time. <laughs> well, you can yeah. start thinking that now. Yeah. It's co- Cinecoop's cool in that it's like you're doing all the promo, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. PR. Before yeah. a movie gets made, right. it's just they're doing it backwards. For sure, and from the perspective, yeah, from the perspective of a, a film financier, if mm-hmm. a film has a built-in audience already, it yep. makes a lot more sense because yeah. you're going to sell tickets. So, yeah. so I don't think they're they're hiding that. I think some people have a problem with it being like, oh, well, we're doing all this work, and, and oh no, I, I, I yeah, disagree. I, I think it's legit that I mean, obviously, they're going to want to fund a film that's going to make them money, right? That's that's mm-hmm. how film finance works. Yeah. Um, but what was your experience like? And feel free to be candid. Was it? I mean, was it? Was it fun? Was it way too hard? Was it ridiculous? I, or both? It was way too hard. <laughs> it's an uh, ass ton of work because yeah. it seemed yeah. like every time we had a new mission, more people on our crew would drop out. Oh wow! Because mm-hmm. like, if yeah. there wasn't any money up front, there was yeah, kind of like yeah, they yeah. have to do other things. You know, like right. they can't always work for free if something's mm-hmm. wrong. So I get that. But yeah, it was just it got whittled down. Like just the constant generating content, mm-hmm. which is really. Hard. I can yeah. swear, right? No, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I will. Uh, it was very exciting, though, and I'm I'm happy because no matter what, I'm, I had to take a break from Babyface. But what it did is, I need due dates. Yeah, like I yeah. Right. like due dates. Oh, me too. And at twenty, I get all this stuff done. Absolutely. And they needed a feature film script done by the certain date right. to get if the top you thirty. Get in the top thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't have that. I really right. just came up with my short film script that I did because of Wolf fans. Right. Then I was like, shit. So it really got me to, to finish a, my first feature screenplay wow. in like three years. <laughs> so good, I gotta yeah. say, thing. I now I have a baby face screenplay that's for like sure. And I think there are well. other filmmakers who have have a similar mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. It's like, wow, I wrote my yeah. first feature exactly. because of this. Yeah. And then all that video content and concept art that we we all got together really quickly to work on. No matter what, when I decide or when we decide we want to do baby face again, mm-hmm. yeah. I have all this content built in, like ready to go, including a script I can just show somebody. Right. So so because of Cineco. Now I have all this content and all this information that I didn't have at all before. Right. It was from nothing, but that fear of deadlines and Mm -hmm, making sure I stay on top and relevant between all the other projects that... I loved it, like that, because otherwise I I don't do stuff. Like I need stuff like this to kind of get me going. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an infinitely better way that we could have done it. Sure, sure, Uh, sure. I mean, biggest thing I think we could have done is shot a lot more before it even started mm-hmm. like you know there's that initial pitch video yeah. that you have to release if we had shot like a half hour of cuttable stuff yeah we could have been able to keep up like it just felt like we were just getting by like week after week yeah, we, trying we, to get we things on, done yeah. right and like trying to organize a one night shoot every week or every two weeks kind of thing sorry um and uh like if you had all that at the beginning, yeah. you can kind of like really pace your right, right. And but that's where hindsight comes you're in, releasing right? you know, of course, yeah, yeah. you yeah. don't really know until you've been there. Now, like if it happened again, if I ever were to do that again, yeah, we know that now. It's just like, oh, let's just, what do we think they're gonna want? Right, let's right. Just try and just block a week with some yeah. people and get a lot of stuff done. And now you can look at the previous ones too and see what mm-hmm. were the missions for the people who made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, so what getting like speaking more to to a little bit of that what 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 other things might you have done differently if you had another chance um on my end uh well 
doing all that stuff ahead of time would have allowed us to focus on actually growing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the uh, or the kind of your fan base or whatever kind of like we've had a little bit more room to do that with wolf hands later right but, right um just to be able to focus on the social media side of it even more because right. i mean that have somebody a, dedicated that yeah. is like a full-time job right. trying to like it actually is. You schedule jobs posts. Like that in like, <laughs> it's a real job she, yeah and uh like trying to get that all sorted out mm-hmm. and the plan and like to be relentless on people like that is a lot of work well that was yeah. my big thing too because yeah. i was so focused on sharing the creative side of it that that brain as a producer did not have enough support we, we right. reached out to people but he was kind of just a man, a man on his own with right, that right, right. and i didn't have enough focus to be thinking about that stuff mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and the thing that was it just you two mainly i know you obviously help people help honestly you. yeah like i don't want to name names because some people like i said they dropped off, of course, and I don't yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. we were just men at sea <laughs> two men at sea capsizing a yacht without math knowing yeah um yeah that it seriously didn't happen um <laughs> thank god but i think the big thing for me as well is that um, I didn't hire an actor because I thought it's a guy in a baby face mask. Mm-hmm. No one's going to care. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just put it on myself, That's get some fun. Michael Keaton eyeshadow, <laughs> yeah. and we'll do it, which is fun in hindsight. But I don't know how the, all these other people think they can act and direct at the same time. Oh, Even yeah, without yeah. dialogue, yeah. it was such a nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it and I liked the experience, but my focus was so spread thin. Uh, area, yeah. And we did like a mm-hmm. fight scene. Oh, really? And I was just like, seriously, you guys direct this because I, <laughs> I, I honestly yeah. can't. Right. And it worked, but. Yeah, I, anybody who says they can direct and act at the same time, like just give them all the awards mm-hmm. if they can do it right because that is the hardest thing I've ever done right. in film. So one one of the big challenges I think people are facing right now with Story Hive and with Cineku as well is is like audience burnout. So how do you deal with with like oh it's the seventh yeah. time I've asked you to go and come and vote for my? Um, well, I honestly think Story Hive might have caught one of this as well because it seems like they're doing things differently this year. Oh, are they? First of all, you don't have to sign up anymore. Oh, wow. You can just go onto the website and click vote. Oh, that's interesting. Because before, it was from TELUS, right? So mm-hmm. I think their thing is they're having email accounts so that they can they can use statistics and see like who is actually like checking their tra- website yeah. traffic. So that's just, that makes sense mm-hmm. on their part. Yeah. And, but people get annoyed and you know, like you're asking your your grandma or like your your aunt or whoever to like, yeah. vote. it's like, oh, I got to sign in, what's this? It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a nightmare. But now they mm-hmm. just let you do that. And they changed the voting platform as well, where usually it was like, uh, I forget what last year was like. You only you, get a certain amount. You get a certain amount of votes done. to spread yeah. it and you're done. And then people were still having to hammer out this social media stuff right, for the two right. weeks. Yeah. They changed it this time so that audience fatigue kind of plays into it because it's like they give you a max five votes daily. Oh, wow. And you can only spend one vote each on a project. Oh, interesting. So if you huh. like a plot project more than others, cough, cough, wolf hands, <laughs> then you have to keep coming back every day to vote for right. it. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And, yeah. Huh. And you can only drop one vote per project. So I've, daily, yes. daily, yeah. Per day. I, yeah. Okay. You don't have to use all of them, right. so maybe, right. I think maybe that's the way that right, you right. can benefit, yeah. depending. <laughs> yeah. But, sure, yeah, yeah. But I think how we want to do ours differently this time, or differently from people, is not like you see. I'm sure you've seen the kind of like the Alberta media groups on Facebook oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like, and just a dozen different folks throwing Everybody their yeah. hat, yeah. their <laughs> I mean, yeah, hat in the ring kind of thing, yeah. We know I don't want to, yeah, course, I, yeah like I don't want to do that this time like mm-hmm. focusing on people that aren't in the film industry or aren't in our circle of friends directly mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. really where you're going to get the genuine interest I right, think right. Yeah. and that's kind of where we can see the shifting because like for us Wolf Hands already has brand recognition 
instead of producing the thing, but right. it really does because <laughs> it's a revered local comic book made here and people really seem to like right, it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's how we can tag it because there's so many, like he said, so many people we know are already doing this mm-hmm. that, to be honest with ourselves, are way more popular in the Alberta True. film spectrum. True. And, and are good are. at it. And are right. good at They're it. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. They are pros, it's like with a capital P and an R and O. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They're that pro. <laughs> Not the rational or no? No, no. That's professional. <laughs> but yeah, so we're trying not to force it down their throats because we already know they're, they're bought and paid for. Right. In more yeah. in some ways. So, right. but we have this comic book side that we can mm-hmm. kind of go towards this this niche market. So this is very smart. And that's interesting because that's how, that's exactly what Hollywood is thinking right now, right? There are mm-hmm. no original movies coming out of Hollywood anymore. Oh, no. They all want existing properties from comic books yeah. or old mm-hmm. TV shows or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It has to have a, a built in audience already. So yeah. that's, that's smart. Thing. How do you make it new and how do you make them want it? That's yeah. Kind of, right. Mm-hmm. right. Interesting. So uh, back to Sinuku, though. Uh, you made top 60. Yeah, and then uh, what was the what was the final challenge that you guys were? The final challenge, apart from finishing the screenplay, was I think it was the speechless. Was it the one with Brandon? Wasn't it? Oh, oh no, yeah, it was, it was called Another yeah. Angle. And what we had to do was shoot a video that was like completely different from your other content, like go from a different perspective of the film. Mm-hmm. So I chose to cut Babyface and focus on the villain. Oh, mm-hmm. so I talked to our good friend Brandon Hunter, mm-hmm. and he came in for a day and yes. like played the villain like to a T it was perfect I nice. barely directed him he just read the script he's like oh like this right he's this kind of like yeah okay I'm, I guess I'll, I'll Woody Allen this and just back off and <laughs> yeah. press play well Brendan is a bit of a pro he's yeah. a bit of a pro yeah. I gotta say and he's he's a hoot to be around he's yeah. a lot of fun to work with but he just knocked out of the park nice and it was like it was the best video I thought we did and it was oh, so man. simple it was yeah, like yeah. two lights a makeup artist and me there right. Brayden was busy at that point yeah and just like seeing all this stuff happen in front of me like download it to the website edit it's great it was like a big one take monologue kind of thing with this villain like almost like batman when the joker's in the tv yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah everybody find batman like i'll come to this parade yeah it was a right. max headroom kind of like it was that kind yeah, of like, like yeah. breaking yeah. the airwaves like i'm yeah. the bad guy okay and a lot of people really liked it and then but once it got posted that was the day that you decide who's in and it's like oh we're in and then it said still top 60 so it's oh. like i sent my script in i sent the video i'm really proud and then it's like done and that was when they made the decision. That was when they made the decision. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Huh. So you still had to do that challenge, even though you wouldn't have been. Yeah, and and the thing too is, to I was a bit lazy, let's say, because they did say like the whole thing is, even if you don't get in, you can still like vote or like do these things and like if you keep making content and we like it, you can be a wild card. We'll right. bring you back I saw in. That. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I I don't want to make this like a Survivor TV show thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. like I put a we put a lot of work into this thing. And so they were they were encouraging people who had been knocked out to keep doing each of the challenges. Yeah, wow. But mm-hmm. granted, I, I looked, I was following it to the end. And people who did that still didn't really get in. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and then honestly, it's expensive. You got to keep like oh yeah, keep going sure. to CSIF every week and renting sure. gear. It's absolutely like, yeah. Good for CSIF. Great for CSIF. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the best projects in that uh, round of Cinecoop were the ones that left early. Like they I, got I would other. Agree. The other, like they got other avenues of funding, like right, yes, that yes. Uh, the one oh, with the horse, like the, oh, it was right? a call about a horse, but I can help you or whatever. Oh, it was like this crazy, like um, it's like a Guillermo movie. del Toro. It looked like Shadow of Colossus is a movie, yeah, like, game, oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, this beautiful. Uh, I forget what it was called. Like, it was called the Kin Fables yeah. trilogy thing. It was a yeah. weird thing, but we thought. I saw that video and I was like, oh shit, we're, we lost already. We already knew like these guys, <laughs> yeah. they just looked amazing. I was like, I don't yeah. care if I lose to them, yeah. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they backed out halfway through because and really, they Yeah, and another one option. did too. Yeah, oh, there's wow. some horror movie one that, that yeah. got 
financing through some other huh. or interest or some, grand, enough grand, interest for them yeah. to bail wow. on Cinecoop. Yeah, and I felt they actually were the two that had a lot of the most promise. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the trailers, like because you look at all those applications, including store having this, like you try and look through all of them but eventually it's just like you look at the post from the title because mm-hmm. you're it's just so much of course and they're not all winners yeah so but yeah. these these two ones i always remember like wow that they actually like had something interesting and i want to know more mm-hmm. and they're out yeah mm-hmm. you talk about how much money it costs to, to run a campaign and mm-hmm. uh, i've i've chatted with both of the producers or wolf cap wolf cop back in at, at, in banff and um you know, and I met uh, the director at the Calgary uh, Comic Expo when mm-hmm. he was running his campaign. Yeah, he did a good job with he that. He did an amazing job. And it was him and his makeup artist and his actor. And he was doing full Wolf Cop makeup every day of Jesus. the event. Yeah. And and he's from Saskatchewan, right? And he and I, he, I, when I, I assumed he'd gone all over the country doing mm-hmm. expos. Uh, when I spoke with him, I think he only hit two others. But, I mean, still, that's tr- travel costs and getting, getting like all the makeup costs every time like he's he's footing that entire bill and and so the question then becomes if you're successful do you get that money back that you've was that before he was sure no he was still competing he was in still competing he was actually not a big hit for a while like they kind of came back like they were they didn't have the best numbers for a while if i remember it and then they just yeah i i yeah i wasn't following it closely enough to know exactly who was in what place but um, I think that kind of stuff saved him, if I remember. Like, like yeah, when he yeah. went out and was just generating hustling, interest yeah, with yeah. hustling. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he yeah. got back you on know, top. Yeah, it was interesting. He didn't even want me to necessarily vote for him when I spoke with him. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted me to like the Facebook page, which I thought was interesting. Um, and he gave me like a, a badge, like a Wolf Cop badge. And so yeah. all the swag and stuff that he had to like. Yeah. Like he put a lot of money into winning that. It cost him a lot of money to, to win, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so putting that behind you now, you've got... Wolf hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Completely Instagram. unrelated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I tweeted Wolf Cop, I think this morning. I'm like, hey, man. Oh boy. Hey, guys. <laughs> Cancer said enough. It's totally unrelated. It's based on a comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half our name's the same. So t- tell me more about the comic book. Oh, about that. Um, so how I got to know about the book, um, with Dan McGrew, I wanted to do some concept artwork for the, the AFA Alberta Foundation grant. Right. And uh, so I was walking through ACAD one day and on the walls they have kind of like the student projects, right. what they're doing right now. And in kind of like the graphic illustration area, hallway or whatever, um, that place is a maze. So I, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy. It is. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of, of drawings of like conceptual drawings of a, a kind of, I guess a story that kind of closely followed uh, cremation of Sam McGee. So another Robert. Oh Service yeah, poem. yeah, yeah. And it was like everyone in that class had to do. Why do I know that? A project, a project on that poem. Okay. So maybe I had to do it in school too, or something. It's pretty. It's pretty famous. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I saw Nick's Nick Johnson's the the illustrator um, penciler. Um, for Wolf Hands, mm-hmm. eventually Wolf Hands. I saw his because he was still a student at the oh, time. Oh, cool, cool. So uh, I somehow got a hold of him. I can't remember how exactly I got his number or his email address. And then uh, so we started chatting, and and then I kind of we kind of made these, I guess, like six pictures of different characters in the story and locations and stuff like that and then i kind of became a fan of his on facebook and then 
I think a few months later, they released the first page of Wolf Hands, and mm. I'm like, this is dope. This is it's funny it's like it's awesome it's really kinetic and everything yeah. like that so i kept following it and over the course like the first one came out they released them per page so a page every day for, oh interesting i think two weeks so they're 12 page mini issues kind of hmm. so uh so i think i contacted him when did i do that this would have been after directly after shooting dan mcgrew as kind of like the next project I right. wanted to do. And it was pretty much like I wrote a rough draft in the morning. I emailed him right after that saying I wanted to maybe chat with him about making it. And uh, I think at the same time, I messaged Shane McLean, like, do you want to be in this? Do you want to play the lead dude in it? And uh, yeah, so they, they were okay with it. It's it's a big deal for them to have... Uh, to have kind of like a film to go along with their book it's a huge right. promotional thing so i think yeah, they're yeah. really pumped but yeah that's just kind of how we got the ball rolling and then that was so we tried to apply for another afa didn't get it for mm. that and then it kind of sat for a while and then we kind of rebooted it when this opportunity yeah came. like late august kind of thing yeah cool, cool yeah so what what is uh story hive exactly what is story hive what is it uh it's a TELUS kind of public access, crowdsourced yeah. media content creator. It's, it's very similar to how Sunaku works. <laughs> it's a lot right? of words. But yeah. more of a smaller scale. It's more, yeah. it's specifically BC and Alberta. And it's the same thing where you have a pilot or a pitch video and you have as much supplementary stuff like character breakdowns, uh, like uh, storyboards, things like that. And then you just do the blitz on social media. Same thing. Try and get... Point either across. a blitz or like a marathon like the last yeah. year's yeah Jesus. this this yeah. one is a lot shorter which is great yeah. I mean, is it three weeks last year and <laughs> uh -huh. it's two weeks this time and oh, wow. holy shit that seven days is yeah i'm so happy it's yeah. two weeks yeah yeah because you know audience fatigue but yeah it's it's, oh, yeah. This, it's just a, a smaller scale version of cinecoo mm -hmm. mm -hmm. where you you're trying to create and generate an audience from scratch and then therefore get votes mm -hmm. and it seems like story was a little more forgiving though because cinecoo was like the it was like this reality show like one winner at the end and StoryHive, they have thirty ten thousand dollar grants. Thirty? Thirty. 15, between BC and Alberta. Yeah. So right. fifteen between uh like yeah, BC, so like Victoria, Vancouver, whatever. And here, Edmonton, Alberta, anybody in the small towns, I guess, if they can Fort make one. Mac. Fort Mac, yeah. sure. If they, if they got the goods. <laughs> right. And then there's so many like submissions, but yeah, they get whittled down to fifteen and they get the ten thousand dollars. And then how does I think you know better than I do what the grand thing is because like it goes beyond that like there's like a grand right. prize right so pre in they've the past round was a web series right and, yeah and, and if you got it, it you went you made you a pilot it. and then if the pilot was the best pilot then it got more money to make a full web series like ten episodes or something yeah like that, something right? like yeah. that yeah no I think this year's like I, I was up at the Edmonton Short Film Fest and they had a guy from Story High oh, kind actually, of talking about he was there because he won best drama for the shooting of Dan McGrew yeah. at the short film oh, fest just um, wanted really? to say that yeah. oh, nice congrats thanks uh, <laughs> wait good I, I, not good at promoting myself did I, I mention it. you in the in the first episode in the news of the, I, I, did you I, I, think I don't I know yeah. I didn't what was the that. award best drama oh no I didn't I did yeah. Spirit of Edmonton award Mm. Yeah, for the Edmonton International. Right. This was like yeah. the Edmonton short. Oh, gotcha. so it's okay. like it's only cool. its third or fourth year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so they chose I think wisely. This, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Last Crusade. Um, <laughs> uh, so this year, I think it's less focused on a, like a one winner. It's how he described it is that 
you all the 15 winners in each kind of region they're they're all winners and i think they kind of do their own choosing of of a couple folks that get i think they get passes to the banff world media oh wow festival and uh, i think they they described as some sort of media training some mentorship mentorship yeah so So in so in alberta there are 15 winners Mm -hmm. available yeah Mm -hmm. It's not split up between like, you know, five in Edmonton, five in Calgary, five outside of Calgary. I don't believe so. I think it's just okay. really the best projects right. from Alberta. Okay. The most voted projects. Yeah, the most voted. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what yeah. that means. But um, I think you'll get the most from Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah. And when, the, you say, when you say it's a lot like Cineco, it's actually powered by the same people who do Cineco, hey? the overactive entertainment out of Vancouver. I had are, no idea. Yeah, really? they're, they're, the mechanic behind it is the same. Well, the how same about company. that? Yeah. So uh, the the remaining, how, how many Alberta projects are there? I counted 75. Is that right? Oh, it's close. Yeah. I, yeah. I tried to watch them all last night and it was oh, just yeah. like, I don't want to say, I don't want to be cruel. Like, it wasn't a lack of trying. Oh, hey. Like, the, there's a lot of stuff. Sure, sure. So, and some of it's going to be rough. There are a lot of yeah. you know, new filmmakers out there. That's, and it's free. You can just. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when I hear 15 winners, it's a lot less than you think. It's like, oh, that's a lot of people winning, but no, mm-hmm. how many submissions there are? Yeah. That is yeah. whittling it down a lot. That's probably sure. like 15% or 20% of the actual submission count, right, I'd right, say. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Wow, yeah. yeah. So uh, is there is there like a, it's, it's not like a top, it's not like Sinaku in that there's like going to be a top 10 or top 20, I should say. And then I think that's 15 just, is the top 15. That's and, well, and then yeah. they pick the best for them for the mentorship or something. I don't know if they're doing it this year no. or this go round, but uh, last, when we were doing it last year, they had like emails intermittently sent out. Like if you're in the top 50, right. Or you dip below the top 15% or whatever. So mm. you could kind of do the math and yeah. see. What you got to be doing? Yeah, what, where you are yeah. in the standings. I've heard but that. I don't know if, but it doesn't tell you stuff. exactly where you are. No, but it's, it's like you're in the top ten. We think with Swag, we, we were like just on the cusp, breaking through that that barrier that we yeah. would have needed. Right, like we, we were in the top twenty percent. We were always in the top twenty percent. Yeah, we oh, need okay. to be in the top what ten or fifteen. Well, the top twenty was like eighteen yeah. projects or right, something. Right, right. So hmm. only three. We were always riding that line. Must have been close. Damn. Okay. Well, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up there, but we are gonna talk more specifically about wolf hands in a i think a little 10 or 20 minute story hive piece because that's that's my goal i think is mm-hmm. is to get as many story hive folks on as possible sure. when i counted them up there are i, I think there are 75 obviously we're not going to get everybody on Jeez. but i want to put it out there that everybody could have the opportunity to do a little 10 or 15 minute chat so now that we know what it's cool. about mm-hmm. i'm going to ask the audience to finish this episode and and then listen to the wolf hands wolf hands story wolf hives hands episode yes and any other story have episodes that we can get out while uh before the deadline so thank you guys so much for being here really mm-hmm. appreciate it thank you. No problem. and uh, i'm sure we'll have you on again and and good luck thanks, thanks man All right. Hey, that's it. That's all for uh, Nick and uh, Braden. Thanks for being here with us, guys. Um, make sure you go and vote for their project, uh, Wolf Hands. Okay, uh, I totally forgot some big, big news, uh, and I'm so sorry. The Alberta feature film Alley Was Screaming, which was produced by Perfect Pictures, was acquired, acquired by Pacific Northwest Pictures, and they're actually going to do a theatrical release with the film, which is awesome. So the Alberta premiere of the movie is going to be at the Metro Cinema in Edmonton uh, on November 3rd. 13th and if you missed the film i know it was in the calgary international film festival uh but if you missed it you can catch it in a theatrical run at the globe cinema in calgary of course on november 16th 
um, huge congrats to the Perfect Pictures guys. That's big, big news and great for all Alberta filmmakers. Uh, let's get into the important dates. Uh, Bell Media has a really cool uh, program called the Bell Media Executive Producer Accelerator Lab, which is a two-part program designed to assist the career and advancement of mid-level Canadian producers. So you got to get your application in, and I believe it's due really soon here. I think it's on the 7th. Um, it's certainly a, a, a big uh, program and you do have to have uh, about five years of producing experience it's designed to take those mid-level producers and, and kind of kick them up to the executive producer level so get your applications in for that uh, the Edmonton Short Film Festival is holding their Alberta's 48 hour film challenge uh, and it's free to register for that and uh, you just have to make sure your film meets the requirements um, once you've uh, signed up and your film will be screened uh, on December 5th as part of the uh, Edmonton Short Film Festival uh, event. Uh, alrighty, so we've also got uh, important news about the uh, Ampia AGM, which is happening on November 7th in Edmonton. You want to check out the Ampia website uh, and be sure to RSVP for that if you plan to attend. And there are some jobs available Uh Media Button is seeking an experienced corporate video producer, production manager for their corporate video productions, along with basic project management for web design. Uh, this is a full-time position in their Kelowna office, and you can check out mediabutton.com careers to find out more about that. Uh, in workshop news, we've got cinematography with state instructor Philip Letourneau on November 14th. You're definitely going to want to check that out. That is a rare opportunity with a really, really knowledgeable dude when it comes to cinematography. There's also crowdfunding with uh, Brett Furster happening on November 12th. You can find out more about those at CSIF.org and you can go to uh, their production tab and go down to workshops to find out more about both of those. Fava has also got that wicked cool color grading master series with uh, instructor Alexis Van Herkman. I was talking lots about it last week. Really cool opportunity if you're interested in color grading. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, you can find out more about that at fava.ca. All righty, guys. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, if I missed anything, if you've got something to add, let me know. I'll be sure to include it. And uh, soon, soon I won't be alone, but uh, you're stuck with just me for a while. Scott will be back soon. Hey, go make something. <laughs>